welcome to the Haunted Owl Podcast. Your source for real supernatural stories of southeastern tribes. We share historic and modern accounts of supernatural activity from a tribal perspective. I'm Chadi. And I'm Amanda. And today we're going to talk about Bigfoot and the Tall Man. And they are different and we do have several accounts today from people we know in real life so it's reliable sources yep we know us <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'm a reliable source now anyway before we get into it we're going to talk a little bit about the differences between bigfoot and the tall man they are different we have two distinct tall hairy men mm-hmm. what everyone tends to think of as bigfoot is what we call ihoza and Ihoza is about nine feet tall. He's the smaller of the two, and his temperament is very aggressive as compared to the tall man. Hmm. Not that I'd necessarily, you know, want to be around tall man and make him mad or anything, but Ihoza is definitely the more aggressive of the two. Saying that, tall man is, with Ihoza and the smaller of the two being roughly nine feet tall, Tall man can get like 10, 12 feet tall. Ooh. I mean, a full head taller than Ihoza. <clears throat> yeah. Tall man is known for beating on trees. He's fast and he's quiet. He is fast and quiet, and we'll get more into that later to explain just how fast. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're supernatural creatures, so they have medicine of their own that helps them do these things. Let's dispel some of the more, I guess, common Bigfoot questions that people use to justify that he's not a real being. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, well, why can't we find a body? Which is a good question. It makes sense that people would be curious as to, well, why can't we find a body? Why can't we find a body? They've got to die eventually. Why can't we find a body? What we've been taught by family is that they bury their dead. Makes sense. Yeah, humans bury their dead. Mm -hmm. Makes sense that other intelligent creatures would also bury their dead. But also, they live underground. That's why you don't see them most of the time. And it's crazy to think that something so large lives underground. So I assume that that goes probably both for Ihoza and Tallman, but I'm not sure. We'll first start with our historical accounts. This week we're also reading out of Oklahoma Seminole's Medicines, Magic, and Religion by James H. Howard in collaboration with Willie Lena. Tall man, or Isti Jupjiki, is described as resembling a human being but of immense stature, 10 feet or more in height, and covered with gray hair. He customarily carries a great wooden club made from a broken branch of a tree. Tall man is reported to have a penetrating odor like the smell of stagnant, muddy pond water. Yeah, I can only imagine. Willie said that his father had seen Tall Man on one occasion when he was very small. This is how Willie records the story. When Daddy saw it, he told Mama and said that it looked like he had made his club from a limb of one of the trees on our place. Mama said, if that is so, the tree he broke, the limb from, will soon be dead. We all doubted this, but surely enough, the tree died. 
Where the branches had been, there were big holes. It is in these holes like this that Seminole women bury stillborn babies. I used to hear a baby crying at one of these trees near our house. There were little bones in there. Oh, my feelers. Do you know why they would bury the stillborns in there and not in the ground? I'm not sure exactly, but I know that that was um, some of the things that they would put um, like on the trail when they didn't have time to bury people. Mm -hmm. They would try to put smaller like infants and things in trees or, you know, old people inside of logs or... Mm -hmm. Um, I assume that was to try and keep them covered since they didn't have time to stop. But this one, to continue it, I don't know. Maybe someone out, one of our listeners might know. Yeah, if y'all know, I'm real, uh, I'm real curious. I want to know. Well, we were talking about how fast he is, about how fast Bigfoot is, and how quiet he is. Well, when we were growing up, we lived out in the country for a little bit, near Holdenville, in an undisclosed location. <laughs> and there were blackberry bushes, like all, almost all the way around the house. You know, the driveway come up, the house was on a hill, and there were blackberry bushes everywhere. And at night, sometimes, you would hear the sound, and it sounded like somebody banging together, like, two lead pipes. To me, it sounded like somebody beating a spoon on a pie pan. That's a more accurate description. Like somebody beating on something and it would be, you know, it would start out on the far north side of the house and you'd go out and you'd listen and then in just a matter of seconds, it would be on the far south end of the yard and you didn't hear any kind of movement, no leaves rustling or sticks breaking or anything to indicate that anything was moving. It just would be over there all of a sudden. One time, brother and I were gonna spend the night and we all got smart and said, hey, let's go play hide and seek. Oh, it was a big old chicken. I don't wanna go by myself. I was like, let's do teams, let's do teams, thinking I was gonna be on your team. Yeah. And uh, I was not. I, I got stuck with your roommate. Kyle. Kyle. I got stuck with Kyle. So we're in the living room counting because brother said, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay in here. I'm going to play this video game. Leave me out of it. And the whole time I'm like, man, if something happens, I bet this white boy can outrun me. I better trip him. Hey. <laughs> and uh, it was dark. It was summer. So it was real hot and muggy and humid. I think it was getting ready to rain. And so you had went outside and you hid. And Kyle and I went outside and we were walking around and there was that broke down van in the yard that that big old yellow lab was sitting under. And he said, well, there's Hutchkel, so she can't be very far away because he, he wouldn't leave her. And I was like, oh, you got a point. So we looked around the yard for a little bit and didn't see And so we just we decided to go down the, the driveway a little ways. And uh, they had been drilling for uh, natural gas at, in this one part at the place. And we had made our way over to this big gravel pad because they had just capped it off and they'd left. And so it was just this big gravel pad. And there were these big, like oil drums still there. 
And so we get there and he's like, oh, I see her right there. And I'm looking, I'm like, no, that's, I, I don't think that's her. And so he's like, Marco. And then you hear that sound, just that two, that pie pan, that spoon, you hear it. And he's like, you're not playing by the rules. So he hops a little closer and he says, Marco. I said, Kyle, that's not sister. We need to go back to the house now. So I finally got him talked into going back to the house, trying to keep him close to me so I can push him <laughs> if I need to. You mean throw him at the honker? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, he was taller than me, but you, you remember he was a, not yeah. real stout. No. <laughs> He was kind of uh, just tall and skinny. and So we get back to the house and we go in and in the living room, you know, there's Bubba just, you know, content sitting there playing his game. And we're like, hey, Bub, you seen sister? And he said, uh-uh. And he just keeps pushing the buttons. And we hear something in the back bedroom. So we run back there and we throw the door open. And you're crawling out the window so you don't get caught. <laughs> because you had been in the van that Hutchkel was under. And as soon as you saw us walk off, I had went back in the house. So it was just, allegedly, just me and him in the woods. Spoopy. Spoopy? Spoopy. It was a meme going around. It was these Halloween signs that had came from a different country. I don't remember where. Instead of saying spooky, they said spoopy. Okay, so now it's a thing? It's a thing now. Spoopy. Was that this year? No, it's been a few years ago. I was uh, in college. Our next story is also at the same location. There was a lot of activity on our family property over the years. And so we're going to get um, our storyteller on the line. Our next story comes from our mother, Joyce. We, it was, I don't know, kind of in the spring or summer, there was that big metal cage there is a big metal cage out there by the edge of the yard, and it's about five feet tall. Mm-hmm. Grandpa squirrel cage. Anyway, yeah, the squirrel cage. So we were already asleep, and I woke up for whatever reason, and I looked out the window because I had all this right there by the bed. And I saw this thing walking upright coming down across the edge of the yard. And it walked past that cage. Like I said, it was about five feet tall. And it hit this thing down at its waist. We had chickens. We had dogs. We had every animal in the world. Nothing made a sound. Nothing moved. The wind quit blowing. It was complete, dead, silent still when this thing walked past. And I got Marilyn's attention. And I said, hey, do you see something? And she looked out the window, and she just shook her head, yeah. And she said, yep. <laughs> and I said, what's it look like to you? She said, well, it looks like somebody, but an awful lot bigger. We watched it. It walked all the way past the yard, down the hill. And after it got past where we couldn't see it anymore, then in a few minutes, you know, things started moving in the yard again. The dogs were horsing around and doing what dogs do. And uh, that was 
when we saw Big Fit the first, or that time. It wasn't the first time, but it was that time. Could you tell a color? I couldn't tell. It was too dark. What about uh, the time you and your buddy were meeting Grandpa at the gate? <laughs> now, that was the first time that we ever saw it. The gate was about a quarter of a mile away from the house. Mm-hmm. And we used to go up and meet Daddy when he was coming home from work. And we'd open the gate for him. And it was a big deal to go right back in the truck. So a cousin of mine was over this night, and we decided we were going to meet Daddy and ride back. So we went on up a little bit early. This was probably 5.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we were just standing there at the gate. We hadn't opened it yet. We were just standing there, you know, waiting to hear the truck. And there was a whole lot of, um, you know, underbrush and shrubs and stuff growing around. And on the other side of the gate, to one side of the road, these bushes started shaking. And so me and her looked at each other and we're watching these bushes shaking. And in a minute, something comes thundering out of those bushes toward the gate where we were standing and reaches across to try to grab us. And of course, we took off running and screaming and we didn't really stop to look back until we got almost home. But that was the very first time, I think that I ever seen it. We, you know, of course we looked back once and all you could, a scared little kid, all we saw was just this great old big hairy thing grabbing across the gate at us. Mm-hmm. How much of it did you see? Did you just see arms or? <laughs> all you, <laughs> when you're a little kid and it's grabbing at you, that's all you notice is the arms. <laughs> I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was probably standing further out the road than that. I should have been able to see more because the, the bushes were further off to the side. So he had to have came out pretty far to be able to grab at us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was all little me noticed. <laughs> How old were you? I think about probably 10 or 11. I'm surprised y'all weren't trying to trip each other. <laughs> I guess we just didn't think of the Betty system. <laughs> of course, I would lost because she was a lot faster than I was. Yeah, it seems that he frequents the place out there. Before I had seen it with Kyle out at the place, it was the middle of the summer. It was just me and brother at home. You were at work. Mom was at work. Uh, Dad was probably in town playing dominoes. So it was just me and Bob at home, and it was hot. You know, it's the middle of the summer in Oklahoma. So we decided we were going to go turn on the water, and we, we were going to play in the water hose. So we were out there, and we were having a good time, and we were laughing and playing and squirting each other with the water hose. So we didn't notice. There was no wind, which really isn't uncommon for the middle of the summer in Oklahoma. But there was no wind no crickets, no cicadas. The dogs had just disappeared because we had three big old dogs at that point in time. They were nowhere to be seen. And everything was just so still. And we were playing in the front of the house. And I don't know what made me look, but the back of the house running up the driveway was this huge, had to have been at least nine foot tall 
like light, it, it was a light brown color, running faster than you could possibly imagine down the driveway and into the berry bushes that we had mentioned before. And so all I could see was a blur. So I saw that and I was like, we gotta go in, we gotta go in. So I ran over. There, there was no sound when it ran by. It was just quiet and everything was, like I said, everything was so still. And if I had not looked up, we wouldn't have heard it because there was no sound. And I ran over and I turned off the water. I was like, we gotta go in, we gotta go in. He's like, no, I'm still playing. I was like, no, get in the house now. <laughs> you know, freaking out. And we, I didn't let him go outside the rest of the day until somebody else was home with us. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more stories. Welcome back. There seems to be a lot of activity around our family property. And our next story is from a friend that lived very close to where we grew up. Our next story is from her. Stacy Miller says, I did experience something that I always questioned if it was Bigfoot. I was home alone swimming in our pool that was right next to some thick woods. I heard a deep, loud laugh and some shuffling, and I know no one else was on the property. I never saw anything, and it was right in the middle of the day, so I don't know what it was, but it was definitely scary. Yeah, if something started laughing and there was no one around, I think I'd definitely go in the house. With all these stories together, her story, our stories, um, it leads you to wonder what the, um, I guess, range of a Bigfoot would be. Oh, the Calvin area is definitely a hotspot for sightings, and so this is a little further north. Our next Bigfoot story uh, is, well, actually, we say Bigfoot, but really, this one was probably Tall Man. This happened, we were driving back, it was late, it was winter, we were driving back from church in Lamar. There were a, a few cars in front of us, at least one, one or two cars, and we were the last in line. There aren't many houses along this stretch of highway, and all of a sudden, it looked like somebody walked out in front of us, and it was big and dark. The tail lights of the vehicle in front of us were about at its like mid shin, mm -hmm. and it crossed on the driver's side. We could see it step in front of that the driver's side tail light, and. I braced because I was afraid we we're getting ready to hit this this giant thing and it's right in front of us between us and this other vehicle and so like you tense up you get ready for it mm -hmm. and it never happened and it was just gone so I don't know if it I assume it must have moved so fast and go on and move out of the way but we didn't see where it went we didn't hear it it was just there and then it was gone uh-huh. See, so I remember when that happened, but, you know, we were coming back from the church, uh -huh. and it was so late, and I was so tired, I was just, I remember being in the back seat, just looking out the window on the passenger side, just trying not to go to sleep before we got home, and then y'all were like, oh my god, and I was like, what happened? We're like, we almost ran over a honker. 
Well, I guess it wouldn't really have been running it over. It would have been us hitting it because mm-hmm. there's no way you could run that over. Oh, no. No, no, no. But there are a lot of stories that about a tall, hairy man, regardless mm-hmm. of size, in the Lamar area, because mm-hmm. the hills and stuff. Our dad used to tell us about stories when he was a little boy, and he would be going to church there, and he and his cousin, our Uncle Bunny, would go hunting in different places, and so they were told not to go up on this hill. It's a very wooded area. Mm-hmm. They were told, oh, don't go hunting over there. Well, being little boys, they don't listen. Uh, they started hearing something, hitting trees. Well, after they had hopped the fence, they were up on the hill, and they were hunting squirrels for Grandma to cook for supper. And they started hearing stuff hitting the trees. And I don't remember if Daddy or Bunny saw it first, but one of them got the other's attention and pointed, and they saw just this great big hairy man thing standing there. And one of them, I don't remember if it was Dad or Bunny. I think it was Bunny, because Daddy was talking about that. Bunny got his little twenty-two and shot at him. And boy, he hollered. The, the Bigfoot, he just hollered this just horrible, horrible scream. And Daddy said he'd never forget that scream. And when it started screaming, boy, because, you know, they had their, their squirrels on a string over their shoulder, and they had their little guns in their hands, and they shot down that hill as fast as they could. And they could hear it getting closer, beating on trees as it was running behind them, and they could hear it getting closer and closer and louder and louder. And they're like, oh, no, it's going to get us. And about the time it was right up on them, they got back to the edge of the churchyard, and they hopped back over that fence, and they ran to the the fellowship hall to where grandma was and they looked back and they said they saw it standing there looking at them like it was going to just rip them apart but it it wouldn't cross the fence that's why he always told us he said never hop that side of the fence yeah the next part of the story goes on to say how they got spankings and they couldn't <laughs> sit down for a week for going over there and then for um harassing Yep, got harassing <laughs> this this bigfoot creature. <laughs> they knew better. Yeah, they did. Oh, but I can't imagine the terror. Could mm-hmm. you? No. I mean, at that point when it started screaming, it's like, what do you do? Do you stand there and watch it scream some more, or do you turn and run? I, at that point, I feel like Daddy was probably already running, and Bunny was trying <laughs> to catch up. Probably. Which. Bunny was a lot faster than Dad, so he probably caught up pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) One thing we've noticed, or at least in our sightings of him, we haven't stuck around long enough to notice a smell. Yeah, that's one thing. They they always talk about it's a smell and a stink. It's just smell. I've never stuck around long enough to notice a smell, so I can neither confirm nor deny his pungent aroma. Yeah. Well, these are our stories, and we would love to hear your stories of Bigfoot and Tall Man. If you have any stories from your family, stories from personal experience, 
or if you have any cultural stories of Bigfoot, uh, things that you know about him or maybe that your tribe teaches. We would love to hear it. Please reach out to us either on our Facebook page. You can find us by searching the Haunted Owl podcast, or you can reach out to us uh, on our podcast page. You can get there by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Haunted Owl. I'm excited for these stories. I am too. I want. I am so excited to hear other people's stories. Okay, next week, tune in for ghost stories. We want to hear about your Poyo Fiction. We want to hear your Poya Fiction stories. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to listen next week. Bye.